This is the Pipkin and Turnbull Show. It is episode 31 this week. It is November 12th, or it is December 10th, 2020. I got my 12 mixed <laughs> up. Um, anyways, we have a great show for you guys today. I uh, got a lot of uh, NFL playoffs are coming up. Uh, we got... Uh, college is starting to go into conference championships. So a lot of, a lot of championship time, mm-hmm. a lot of ending time, even for fantasy, there's championships going on uh, yeah. playoff wise and all that. So, uh, Jamie, what are we going to be talking about this week? All right. So this week we're going to continue our, um, breakdown of, uh, NFL divisions. And so we're going to take a look at the NFC South division. Um, and then, uh, we're going to look at um, who who's going to be the MVP this year. You know, a lot of people think it's a one-man race. There's some people that still have about four guys in that. So we'll break that down and just kind of see who we feel um, is the MVP. Um, and then, you know, uh, we'll end it with uh, the best and worst things we saw this week. And we'll uh, preview some matchups for you guys. So with that, uh, the NFC South, man, um, the... It's a strong division. Um, you know, I wouldn't say they're the best division. Um, you know, New Orleans is obviously, you know, they've already clinched the playoff spot and they won one more game. They've clinched the division. Um, yeah, you know, Tampa Bay, I think they're still trying to figure figure themselves out. Um, and Atlanta is definitely, you know, they're probably the better, the best of the four and eights uh, in the NFL. Um, and then Carolina, they're just kind of, um, you know, new head coach and everything. But um, uh, for me, man, this division, um, I love New Orleans. I love that they're on a nine-game win, nine win streak Yeah. Um, without without Drew Brees. Um, this is just a solid team. And they've been solid the last couple years, and then just, you know, some things haven't went their way in the playoffs. Um, but, man, I, I, I think this is – New Orleans is the team in the NFC for me. Um, you know, what they're doing with Taysom Hill right now um, is is amazing. And I think there's no reason they shouldn't give him kind of the nod um, when Drew Brees decides to hang it up. Um, but, yeah, this is, this is definitely uh, New Orleans' division. Um, it's, you know, there's really nothing anybody can really do about that at this point. Um uh, what what I mean? What are, what are your thoughts on uh, the NFC South? Yeah, uh, what what's crazy is now um, when when we look at statistic wise, what's what's interesting is actually Tom Brady is the QB of this division, uh, which I would have never thought. I mean, obviously with Drew Brees kind of going down, I, you know that probably would have gone to him. Um, but Tampa mm-hmm. Bay is a huge question mark right now. They um, they would have a playoff spot. And I, you know, what, what's crazy about them is you can definitely see their skill and talent defensively. Now, unfortunately mm. for them, that's not an every week guarantee of how that Tampa Bay defense will no. perform. Same thing goes for that offense. Mm. You know, I, I think, um, you know, relying, you know, we've seen games where they have just totally relied on Tom Brady where they've got, you know, and Ronald Jones, you know, have a pretty decent running game. Uh, I don't know where Leonard mm-hmm. Fournette has been, <laughs> you know, so maybe Jacksonville yeah. getting rid of him was, you know, maybe that was the reason. If 
behind, you know, behind that move. Um, but, but Tampa Bay has been very, one of the most difficult teams to gauge this year for me, uh, because at times, you know, we've talked about them leading the NFC, especially after their big win against green Bay right after that Mm -hmm. basically gets stomped in, you know, in Tampa Bay against new Orleans. Um, my my biggest thing for them is is they have got to start relying on that run game a little bit more and less on Brady. Yeah. Um and and I think honestly for for Tampa there's just been a it feels like a team that seems they've been confused and hyped this entire year and still are feeling yeah. like that going into the playoff time. Cuz New Orleans mm-hmm. knows who they are, what their identity is. Taysom Hill um, doing a great job, you know, obviously, you know, um, not in the same way this offense would look if Drew Brees was running it, but he's able to do, he's so dimensional, Taysom Hill, that he's able to um, kind of keep them going. And like you said, on this incredible nine game streak. Uh, and so um, I believe Drew is meant to, to be back for the playoffs. I think he, um, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they incorporate Tayson and Drew, um, to see if, you know, once Drew comes back, do they keep running schemes around Tayson? And so really yeah. this conversation at this point is New Orleans and Tampa Bay. But something you and I also alluded to when we do this is, well, where's Atlanta and Carolina at? And I think you, yeah. you talked, you know, and I'm going to let you give your time and thoughts on Atlanta because uh, I know you've got a lot to say. But, but what what do you see Atlanta needing to do to Man. get over four and eight? You know, a four and eight start or a four and eight record, not a start. Yeah, I mean, if if you if you go back and look at their schedule, they're they're a couple mess ups from having more than um, four wins. You know, like they're they're yeah. they're a couple, at least three wins that they would have. Yeah. So you automatically flip that, you know, because then you're looking, you're more respectable. For me, it, it starts with the coaching. You got to get yourself a coach in there, uh, accountability. It, you know, and dare I say it, man, cutting your losses with some of these players, Julio Jones, for instance, cutting your losses with him. He can't stay healthy. All right. So what good is having him if he's not on the field consistently on the field? Matt Ryan. All right. I think he still has a couple more years. So you can probably ride that for a little bit longer. But get start preparing for your your next quarterback. All right. Whether it be this draft, whether it be the next draft, start preparing. Todd Gurley. It was awesome. He's from Georgia. He's, you know, he's. Uh, he played for the Bulldogs. You know, it, it's awesome. He's back. Whatever, you got to get him out. He he's he's put up respectable numbers. Uh, six hundred and twenty-six yards, nine touchdowns, two fumbles. That's not bad. But you know, if you're going to be in a, the same division with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, you need to be able to match them. And Atlanta right now cannot match them. You know, there's no reason reason Taysom Hill should have more, um, you know, better numbers than Matt Ryan right now. And, you know, like, it, it's just 
you got to start at the bottom, cut the dead weight. All right. And that means getting rid of Julio. If, if he is not in your future and you cannot trust him, ride Ridley. All right. That he's, he's a good wide receiver. Put him in position to win. All right. You gotta, you gotta start building that because this is a good team, but they're not, they're, they're, underperforming it's kind of like and i uh, think a lot of it is that they're just they're, there's leaders that aren't there yeah i think they're a little bit odder to me than even the cowboy situation uh because yeah. it, it and i do and i do think they're very similar just talent wise you know atlanta mm-hmm. and cowboy with the talent you have their record doesn't reflect that um yeah. But my big thing is just, you know, what happened, you know, within that organization, like a Dan, you know, because I, you know, was a big fan of what Dan Quinn did when he went to Atlanta. He really came in, focused on the defense, you know, from the Seattle days, uh, focusing in on their defense and then, you know, keep building on that offense to, you know, adding Calvin Ridley, having Julio and then, you know, which led them to that, you know, almost winning and should have won that Super Bowl. Um, yeah. You know, so it's a strange year where, you know, at, at the end of two years, you know, from this year and last year, you look at the combined thing, how it's kind of gone downhill for Dan Quinn and mm. his squad. Um, that had always been my big question because I still think, you know, I, you know, would look for, you know, Dan Quinn to go – rehabilitate maybe with another good head coach, like with a Andy Reed. And then I would be, yeah. you know, I would hire Dan Quinn. Cause I still think, you know, I think he can still run or, and turn around organizations. I just, maybe there were just other pieces that went wrong with Atlanta. And I think what yeah. we may see <laughs> is Atlanta poaching another uh, arrowhead. Great. Which would be Eric Bahinami, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being maybe the next Falcons head coach. Um, yeah, you know. he should definitely be in the conversation. I think the enemy is going to Houston personally, but I, I he, the enemy needs to be in that conversation for them. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, with, and then to just briefly talk about Carolina, um, they've got a lot more holes to fill. Um, yeah, a lot more, you know, I mean, losing, you know, McCaffrey, uh, figuring out, you know, Teddy bridge, you know, they just, um, you know, Roby Anderson is a wide receiver you can build on there. Um, they've got yeah. a couple of pieces, but is I think the question is, you know, is Teddy Bridgewater your quarterback uh, moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. that's what I that'll be kind of interesting to see what Carolina does there. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I because what they did what carolina had was this trend the veteran transition right so after they go yeah. to the super bowl um against you know in super bowl 50 you know having a chance to beat denver it's all about this mm. veteran leadership that has been slowly dwindling out of carolina you know and yeah. so um it'll be interesting for me to see you know their replacements you know because you don't have keekley anymore you don't have davis anymore mm. So you're having to like re, you know, re, you know, see yourself in this NFC, the NFC South division. That's only going to get harder year after year, especially with what Tampa Bay and New Orleans is doing. Um, Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see if they can get some of that 
you know, I mean, at, at a time, Carolina had always been known for their defense. So can they get some of that identity back for them? But yeah, the NFC yeah. South is a very interesting um, division because, you know, just looking at it, just NFL, you know, looking at some of these playoffs um, spots, you know, um, it's uh, they're definitely the favorite. I, I think them and the Packers right now, um, and, and it'll be also interesting, you know, to see, you know, if they'll be able to get Drew Brees or back or not. So that will play into that conversation as well. So, yeah, um, going into MVP talks are starting to uh, come up more and more. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it, what's interesting to me is I feel like unlike other years now early on, I would have definitely said Russell Wilson, just hands down Russell Wilson very early in the yeah. season. Now it's kind of getting to the point to where um, it's like a very level race. Because I, I I, personally haven't really seen a, a standout, definitely MVP-type performance. Now, are there guys deserving of it? Yeah, but just, you know the guys who we thought would be in there are kind of in there for me, like a Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, uh, after, after getting a quarterback uh, in the first round, the Packers did enjoy Jordan love, you know, coming back for his revenge <laughs> season is what everybody's calling it. Uh, his odds are, mm-hmm. you know, are, are good. Um, but you know, a little bit of a guy that's had the biggest, you know, step up in his performance for me um, and definitely should be in this conversation. You're looking at the entire year. Um, and I just have to, I'd have to put, you know, Josh Allen for me, for me right now, mm-hmm. I'm thinking my top three would be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. And I'd still, I still have Russell Wilson. He's fallen off the blimp a little bit, but I, I still feel <laughs> like he's kind of reaching at, at that spot. So um, that's yeah. what I kind of like. And I would say, if at the end of the day, I, I think I'd have to give another MVP to Patrick Mahomes. But I think for me, Josh mm-hmm. Allen, um, incredible way that he's stepped up from last year to this year. So, I mean, that's those are my initial thoughts when I first look at it. Um, for me, um, obviously, man, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> has my vote. But um, – and I mean, he's just, he's put up a great year. He's got about 3,800 yards, um, 30, 29, I think, touchdowns, and then only two interceptions. Um, and he's 11 1, you know. Um, but for me, the MVP is would this team be where they are without this player? And, you know, yeah, the, uh, the Chiefs probably wouldn't be super defending champs right now without Patrick Mahomes. Like that's just, you know, how it is. Um, but for me, man, I'm looking more at the details and uh, not enough people are talking about Derek Henry and Cal- um, uh, cook, you know? Yeah. The, these, these are running backs. And like, I think the last running back to win, it was AP um way back when um yeah and so i think people need to be looking at henry and cook you know these are guys like cook has single-handedly put that vikings team on his back 
multiple times this year. Yeah. And, you know, one. And then you got Henry. I mean, that dude's a beast no matter who he plays against. Like he's he's just a wrecking ball. And I, I think he I think both those guys need to be in it. Uh they're both uh, one and two in rushing this year. Um and Cook is only like a hundred, two hundred yards behind him and he's missed two games this year. And so I just don't think like obviously quarterback is gonna win it, man. It's gonna be it's it's probably gonna be Mahomes. An argument can be made for Rodgers. But I think running backs need to have more love, especially those two, because they're they're you know what is Tennessee without um, Henry, right? I, you know what what is the Vikings without Cook? And so I just feel like they need more love and respect than what the NFL has given them, um, because. I just don't see those teams being where they are possibly getting playoffs without both of those players. You know, if Alex Smith wouldn't have left the Chiefs and we would have never got Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are probably still going to win the division. Probably, if they're not, they're they're still probably going to make the playoffs. Like, that's just, they're a well-built team that has definitely helped Mahomes. And, like, Mahomes' ability has definitely taken them to higher heights than Alex can. But they would still probably be in the playoff talk. I can't say that if you take Henry or Cook off the off their teams. Yeah, I I, I just can't say that. And so, and you know the same thing with Rodgers though. Like it, you know if they would have give you know if they would have traded Rodgers and started Love, would the Packers be in the position they are? Probably not. Not yet, at least. I don't know what Love can do. And but like they're. Green Bay is like they have Jones. They have good running backs. Green Bay has good running backs, and then they've got Adams. Outside of that, they really don't have anything weapons. Yeah. Green Bay, Green Bay is all about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, based on it's your, so, I mean, your theory of voting, I think you'd also have to throw in mm-hmm. another quarterback, and I think you know uh, it's probably Big Ben. Uh, you look at yeah. you know where the Steelers were at last year. We just said if they just had just had a quarterback, and now they you mm-hmm. know first time franchise history they went ten ten and zero you know with having been back. So I think you know yeah. based on those standards, like what you're talking about, um, above the statistics, you know, um, you'd have yeah. to throw Big Ben in there as well. Yeah, I would agree. You know, because we've talked about that, um, Big Ben's, you know, gotten hurt a couple times the last couple seasons, and we've talked about that. Like, man, like, if Ben was playing, they win this game. Right. Like, I feel like we've said that so many times. Yeah, like, the Steelers are another thing. Like, it's, if Big Ben is not on that field, they probably don't win that game. If Big Ben is not on that field, they probably don't go 11-0. and Like, that's just being truthful. So yeah, sure. Ben needs to be in that conversation as MVP. Unfortunately, the MVP award is a popularity contest. Yeah. It's who looks the best, who, you know, best numbers, you know, and it's not really about the most valuable player because there's defensive players that should be in this conversation as well. You know, there's wide receivers that should be in this conversation as well. But like, basically it's a quarterback award and running backs kind of get some love. And right, and that needs to be fixed, honestly. But um, you know, I definitely like 
Mahomes is probably going to win it. Um, just being honest, um, I would still keep Wilson in that conversation because I mean, he's he's Russell Wilson, and he's he's going between now and the playoffs, he's going to do something cool. Um, just just being honest, there, Henry Cook, Ben, Josh Allen would be my list. Yeah. And I really, I, I love Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Um, I really want to see a running back take off with it. I really would love to see Henry uh, get the award or Cook get the award. Because yeah. Cook, he, he missed last season, didn't he? Um, Either I think, that or I think the year. he got hurt last season. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's definitely been, uh, yeah, for, for Cook, you know, I – you know, I, I think he's totally like even transformed. The, like physically, you look at him now. I mean, compared to like yeah. what he looked like as a rookie, I'm like, oh my goodness, no wonder you can't. Yeah. I could I could imagine trying to hook hook Cook or Henry. You know, but especially mm. Cook. I mean, you think about yeah. you know not if he would have not missed those two games. Um, I think he'd be even more in the hunt right now for MVP. Yeah. You know, I'd say even more so probably over at Henry. Um, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, and and like I said, I never thought I'd be giving kudos to, to Josh Allen, but just Mm -hmm. that step that the bills took and his personal growth, you know, from almost winning that game against Houston, you know, till now, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the bills and they're one of this, you know, to me, just be, I, I think they're one of the scariest teams coming out of the AFC. You know, I'm looking at this matchup yeah. for the Steelers and Bills, and this is the first time where I like I I think they most likely may lose again to the Bills, um, and I and I think yeah. that's all a lot of credit you know goes to you know Josh Allen for that, but mm-hmm. once again, the the team that needs their player the most, like kind of what you started, is the Patrick Mahomes factor. You know, um, yeah. He's he's still Patrick Mahomes at the at the end of the day the the Chiefs yeah. would one and they don't have a Super Bowl and they don't have eleven and one record right now that that's for sure no you know when we're watching a Chiefs game is literally the game it's not like you know I you know until it's zero zero on that clock it it's not over I mean even when poorly played yeah. against Denver the whole game you're just sitting there it's like Denver's not going to win. It's just like no. it's not going to happen, <laughs> you know. And that's yeah. That's because of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. There is no, there is mm-hmm. no quarterback right now that even comes close to the level of Patrick Mahomes. No, nobody. There's really not. Uh, and so yeah, I, I I think for me that the and I know I I think you know statistically you know Aaron Rodgers is even higher than Josh Allen. But for me, um, once again, I just go back to. The, the guy that I look at, you know, who's elevating his team to kind of that level is, is a Josh Allen, you know? Um, yeah. You know, the I think Josh Allen is definitely, he needs a couple more weapons. Um, I, I don't really like how he throws the ball. Um, I feel like he kind of floats it and um, leaves his receivers out to dry. Um, but from, from last year to this year, it's, it, it's like he took 10 steps forward. He's, because last year, I didn't think he was going to be in the league for very long. I just right. didn't like right. how he was playing. How he was trending. And then he comes boat. out this yeah. year. Yeah. 
and then this year he's I mean he's one of the hottest fantasy quarterbacks you can have he's he's definitely in the MVP conversation I think he needs more weapons though I think Buffalo they need to build a solid offensive line in front of him and get him a weapon or two well I mean and I think that that team in Buffalo is going to take over that that division though this year yeah I mean and Cole Beasley is definitely an unsung hero there um but you know just Someone, because I, I want, I've always believed that you need to give a quarterback an offensive line, especially a young quarterback, first, but then give him a wide receiver and a running back he can grow with, like someone that they can they can age together and they can you know be you know just this yeah. force. It's the and uh, I he needs to get it's that. It's always been the who are your three. You know, besides your quarterback, yeah. you know, who who are your three guys? Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes it's two wide receivers and a tight end, to, you know, a tight receiver, a running back and a tight end. But who are your three? You know, and I, and I think that's what you're, you know, what yeah. I kind of allude to as well, you know, because, you know, uh, if you just, you know, look at the Chiefs, you know, it's, you know, Hill and then Kelsey. Mahomes, Kelsey. You know, and then. Uh, your third steps up from different areas, but sometimes it's Hilaire, you know, sometimes it's Watkins, you know, sometimes it's <laughs> yeah, Hardman, but for, sometimes for it's me, Pringle. it's always like, who, you know, who are your three, <laughs> who are your three weapons besides your yeah. quarterback? And so, yeah, and maybe that's what, you know, the bills, you know, like you said, need, you know, to continue to elevate. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of MVP talk. Um, so what are the best and worst things that we have seen? Um, and this could be, you know, the times, oh. you know, that the couple weeks that we've missed on the podcast, a couple weeks that we missed in there. Um, but then also including, um, so, I mean, I've, I've got to say, um, uh, I'll start off with my worst because it's, it's in my most recent memory and that's happening Monday for the Steelers. Um, going against <laughs> Washington, um, and it, it was one of those games where they they let it, it was one of those games where they let an opponent hang around, because especially yep. in the first half, Pittsburgh was clearly the better team, and and I would say clearly the better team overall. But you let them hang around mm-hmm. until you make a mistake, and you know the interception being the biggest mistake, allowing Washington to win mm-hmm. that game. Um, you know we've that's been our bit my biggest, and I think a football fan's experience of the Steelers team is this schedule has been incredibly weak, and you know yeah. now you've got to go up against. So this Bills game, this Bills game is the biggest game besides the Ravens that the Steelers will have this year. And that that's um, because it's going to determine if they get the buy well, or not that like not straight only up that, but it also determined in my mind where there are, where they're actually at. Cause I can't yeah. look at any of these teams that they had played before that to really be like, Oh, they beat so-and-so. So clearly they're the best team in football. They, they had no matchup like that. They, they just didn't. Yeah, you know, until till this game, and so if the Steelers are able to manage to beat the Bills, I feel a lot better about their chances because you you look at you know one of the things that they you know you don't have Pouncey on the line, and I'd have to look up to see 
you know, his injury report, see if his status is for the play. So that, you know, not having your longtime center there was a big part. You know, I, I saw that offensive line kind of shut down near that second half. Um, yeah. They, you know, but, but, you know, you and I talked about Washington just being a couple pieces and then they showed it. I mean, they showed that their front mm-hmm. seven is, is, is a stellar front seven. Um, that's what I yes. what I will give Washington credit for is they are going with Ron Riviera with that front seven. They've got they got pieces. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, as much I would, you know, the the as much as it it's horrible to lose, but it was it was great losing to, you know, just seeing the amazing performance that Alex Smith has been actually able to come back because nobody would have yeah. thought that Alex Smith could have. anyway. So if you had to lose, like, I'm glad it was like to him and his team, like he was starting, I would have, I would have been a little bit more upset. It would have been to Haskins or somebody, but losing, yeah. losing to Al, you know, Alex Smith, I feel pretty good about, but, um, but, but still Steelers overall, there's, something that's missing about them. And then these, these next couple of weeks for this team are the most crucial weeks. And this is probably the biggest game of the year to show where, where is this Steelers team at? So, but I had to say, I got to, you know, one of the worst thing I saw just because that they have that game and they allowed another opponent to dictate terms in the second half when you were clearly, Clearly more talented. Clearly had, you know, uh, everything in in the midst for winning. Except they just allowed Washington to hang around. So my worst was the Steelers this week. My worst is that team in East Rutherford, New Jersey, uh, called the Jets. <laughs> um, I can't stay in this team. I can't because. They had the Raiders dead to rights. Dead. And then you blitz the final game. The the final play, you blitz. And they they fired Greg Williams, their defense coordinator, like the day after. (laughs) See, see, all right. We know that whole coaching staff is going to be out of there uh, on Black Monday. As soon as their season's over, it's going to be Adam Gase has been fired, and he's taking all his people with him. We knew. That was a scapegoat, and I believe that they are tanking to get Lawrence. Does every you know team that's you know in a situation like that do this? Yeah. But this further proves why the NFL needs a draft lottery. They need, because I do not feel that this team should be rewarded the best player in next year's draft for losing all their games. Now, now part of my hate is because, you know, if if they would have just sealed the deal, um, the chiefs would be the division champs right now. We already clinched the playoffs, but that's still just, you know, five in a row. Pretty great. Um, but I can't stand losing. I, I played, we played football together since eighth grade. We lost a lot of games. I hate it. And it feels like that this team is just losing. Just just, just because. Because it's just a good idea. And I can't stand it. Because when I watch a football game, I want it to be competitive the whole way through. 
And I felt I was sitting there watching the Jets just be like, all right, well, we've got this game one, so let's let's blitz. Let's let let's let Derek Carr just toss a lob to Henry Ruggs. Nothing there. That's fine. That's cool. We're we're still getting Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I can't stand it. No, I, I really I can't no, stand it. No, this is yeah. No, I've I've you I I think we've been I know I think I went on a tirade probably earlier this this season about this, you know. Uh yes. cuz it this this is like the whole organization for the Jets. It, it's not just co it's like I like why do we reward them with Trevor Lawrence? And why does poor Trevor Lawrence have to go to this dumpster fire? Like that's that's the He's Jets. going from one of the winningest college programs right now to probably the sorriest franchise in the NFL. Like they were sorry last year. They're they're gonna be sorry next year. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm saying no. I'm staying for my senior season and pray to God there's a better team at number one next year because I'm gonna be back. Well, here's here's my I ain't going to I ain't going to New York. Well, here's the thing is obviously the Jets need somebody, but you gotta do it like I feel like Miami did it, you know. If you know, I I give credit to Miami last year because we, you know, had that same tanking for two or tanking for somebody was that mindset. But what I saw from Miami nearing the end of that year was Flores was still coaching that team. Like the organization as itself, you could see them trying to turn this thing around, but I understand dumping assets, but I don't understand having bad organizational decisions and the Jets, you know, they're dumping assets, but I, they, you know, I don't see them, you know, moving forward. But, you know, that being said, you know, I credit Miami for what they did. You know, they, they organizationally were trying to change, trying to do it the right way. But still, it still goes back to, do I believe Miami should have been given a third pick? No. The Jets do not deserve the first yeah. pick in this upcoming draft. Um no, you know, um, so credit to the NBA of figuring out a lottery system. Now, should should poor performing teams be have higher chances and all that? Yeah, I mean, but yeah, um, but uh, I'm just so against the Jets because it's more than ju- it's just this whole thing with the organization. I don't understand. Like it, it's almost like you know you you have such an amazing fan base and I feel like you just make mockeries of this, you know, of your organization. And then for your fans in New York, you know, like how can there be so many Jets fans? You know, you have one suit, you know, you have Joe Namath. You had, you had a savior from Alabama roll tide, you know, uh, 50 years ago, uh, you know, get you a Super Bowl, And then, you know, so, I mean, I credit Jets fans because, you, you gotta put up with a lot. I mean, and they're they're kind of lumped in there with Browns fans as just being man, it's, crazy loyal. Well, yeah, like, I mean, I the the thing with the Browns was for me was, um, you know, organizationally, you know, I could always kind of see the moves that they're making, but Jets, I mean, it just felt like one bad disaster after another. 
You know, as soon as par sells, yeah. leaves, it's just it's just been like that. You know, and a- yeah. hiring Adam Gase, you know, one <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you know, I don't I don't know who their options were. So this, you know, goes back to um you know, maybe you anybody yeah, but him. You, once Dan, hey, Dan Quinn's fired, so maybe you know, like I said, I I still think Dan I think I think Dan Quinn is still a good coach and maybe with another opportunity, you know, rebuild an organization. I mean, a lot of coaches have to go good great coaches have to go through that. You know, the best yeah. example of that is Andy Reid. You know, um yep. how just transitioning to Philly Philly quit on him and he came to Kansas City in 2013 and we just haven't looked yeah. back. So I mean, um but yeah, I the they need a lottery or that's the that's yeah the NFL they, needs they to figure this out to fix you know I, I think it's exciting I think you know um but yeah I it's just the you know like I said I think the worst team needs help but I don't think it should automate if you don't win a game should grant you the best pick that's my that's yeah. my frustration with it now if you go through a system where yeah. you take the top five teams where they all have a chance at that pick i'm okay with it because at least then you're not guaranteed anything you're not guaranteed number one you may be guaranteed top 10 which i'm more okay with than just being like trevor lawrence is more than just that's the thing with trevor lawrence there's some players that come out of college that you're just like if they're not going to be great then we don't know anything about football and Trevor Lawrence yeah. is one of those guys. Andrew Luck was one of those guys. Uh, but what I hate to yeah. see with the same thing with the Andrew Luck situation was the Colts were in a disarray when Andrew Luck got there. And I think he got the crap oh, kicked did. out of him every yeah. Sunday. Look, and I mean, it, it, look at Burrow right now. The dude got his leg snapped in half. And all right, he's like, can't get rid of me that easy. He's like, all right, I'll be back next year. Can you imagine putting him on a better team that, you know, not the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, no, I mean, especially it, Burrow, man. He it, uh, it's just, he was incredible uh, with the stuff that he was given at Cincinnati. Like, kudos to him. I never yeah. thought he was that good, but, he, man, he's really shown, like, he's, he's a, you know, he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. They just got to build stuff around him, you know. Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to say this right now. He's going to be a Jet. Trevor Lawrence will not, and I hate saying it, he will not finish the season next year. He's going to get hurt. And so we're not going to be able to see his true greatness because he's going to be great if the Jets will build around him and do it right. We will not see his true greatness until year Three but, or year, year I mean, four. Now it's we'll see flashes. Talking about the we're, he's going to get hurt in the middle of a dumpster fire. Let's let's extend this thought process though. Like if you're the Jets, you you have legitimately you could say you could wait another year because you got Sam Darnold there. You wait a whole another year, yeah. have a whole another year of losing, and then you know you pick up like maybe that's the direction you go. And maybe if I'm sitting there as a New York Jet fan uh, and as an organization, I may think about that. I, you know, dump for Trevor Lawrence, you know, get him this year. Say, hey, we're just, we're doing like any other. We're trying to do what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs did. We just gave him a year just to sit on the bench. 
the dude that was Sam, that would be Sam smart. Darnold, and then you go into next year and be like, oh, number one pick again. Uh, we never thought that would happen. Um, you know, and then you get, you know, another top tier offensive player for Trevor Lawrence at this point, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, um, so yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that's, uh, a lot about the jets, but moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if, uh, how many times I've done Alabama for the best. I don't think I've done Alabama. I've been trying to to hold in my fandom for Alabama this entire year, but, uh, I let it fly, but I got to let it fly, uh, because, um, beating LSU the way that they beat them was so beautiful. It was so great. <laughs> um, because you, you, tiger. you also knew it was going to happen. Like, I mean, yeah. that's, that was the feeling was, um, man, but, all the stuff that Ed Orgeron said at Alabama and everything that he did, the LSU team did last year, um, man, they should have put up even more points. That's my only negative against Alabama was they should have, they shouldn't, they just should have let the starters stay in. Don't care. Yeah. You know, even, you know, I want put a hundred on yeah, largest, whatever, get, get, <laughs> you know, get, Jones is a Heisman in one game, you know, with those stats, you know, just, just let it go, man. But man, after all that LSU said last year, man, it was awesome to see 55, 17. It was so great. And because you talk the talk (laughs) when you barely beat, it was 46, 41. And you said that they were going to own Alabama and everything that they did and recruiting and the way they play. And that you wouldn't, you know, Alabama would never win. That you would own the SEC West, and then you have this season. It is poetic justice to its fullest. And I'll have to say this: Yeah, Alabama. You know, you can talk about one championship, but Alabama's all about dynasties. That's what we're all yeah. about. We're all about the dynasty building, and you still can't touch Bama on that. Sure, you got one year. But we got our dynasty. Hey, I'll take a dynasty anytime, man. Take a dynasty yeah. anytime, Ed. Uh, I gotta love Ed though. <laughs> He's the funniest guy to listen to. I love hearing his press conference. Like even when he was yeah. like, yelling at his, he's just the funniest college football coach ever. So God bless him. But yeah. roll tide, and we'll see you next year. And hopefully, we can give the same kind of beat down in Tuscaloosa. But that's the funny thing is. Um, LSU, this weird thing with LSU, Alabama is actually LSU. Usually when they beat us, it's been in Tuscaloosa and the times Alabama's one, it's always been in Baton Rouge. So, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Like maybe I want, but I wanted to, I want them to do it at Tuscaloosa. I want to do, I want to do 70 to nothing next year against them, man. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, you can't, you can't come into Alabama and just be, yelling and then you put it on social media you go in the middle of the 50 yard line at alabama and do all that you did and um mm-hmm. basically saban and his press lot gave a basically he said i gave him the green light to score as much as they want like he said that i've never heard nick saban do that like nick saban's always been like you know we have to be careful against appalachian state or like you know uh you know we're facing the top team and uh in florida atlantic this week you know have some great you know that's how nick saban usually is this way he's like nah green light them 
Send send them the full yeah. force of road tide. Yeah, football's personal like, like that, man. It's personal. Like people. Why do you, why do you like, give them that, that fire uh, though? Why would you do like like? Yeah. But but then also as an LSU player, why would you like? Because I know I know in locker rooms, even Nick Saban has said that like we'll probably you know own and recruit like all coaches are gonna say that, but the player here yeah, no. Yeah. Anyways, but but the. But don't coach, don't give but, a team like Alabama bulletin board but material. Here, but the, the thing is, like, the difference was Ed took his team to the fifty yard. Like the coach took his team to the fifty yard. Yeah. I think the locker room speech is one thing because I think every coach does that. Okay, I'll give him grace there. But Ed, you asked for it when you went to the fifty yard line after the fact. You didn't yeah. do this before the game. Yeah. You did this after barely beating Alabama. You know. And, yeah. and injured Tua, by the way. At that point, he was still injured. You know, yeah. it was before Mississippi, but he was still injured because he got anyways. Still, besides the point, you know, you barely beat Alabama, <laughs> and you know, we're talking that kind of stuff. And then now you, your defense yeah. with Bo Pelini, I mean, is the most atrocious thing I've ever seen come out of LSU and Baton Rouge, like that. You you go from winning a championship to this, so. I know I've said my worst thing. I probably used LSU as my worst thing three times this year. Um, was gonna do it again, ah. but I had to had to be fair and talk about the Steelers. But anyways, what was the best thing you saw? That was my tirade. Man, so before I get to my best thing, um, I I need to tell you, I've I've decided I'm gonna eat my crow, and I think that your Mac quarterback d- down there is Mac definitely gonna. Probably walk away with He's the Heisman. I that told dude, you. Consistency, man. Consistency. Either week one or week two before I, anybody I, I, said it. Yeah. I, I, but I just wanted to eat my crow right <laughs> now. I didn't like him. But, um, but anyways, he's good. He's good. <laughs> so, my, my, my like, and I, I know this was your dislike, but my like is Alex Smith. I everything that he's doing since he's come back. This dude had 17 surgeries on his leg. Never lost his leg. In the game, he got cleated yeah. and was like blood all over his sock and all over his shoe. Like he, this guy should not be playing. He, there's no reason he should be playing because he's made his money. He's playing because he loves the game. And you see that when he's out there, he's not going to be the most flashy quarterback. He put up like 286 yards, one touchdown, and like no interceptions, and in, against the Steelers. And he's not the flashiest. He's not going to take those long shots. Believe me, I know. Um, but you you can trust him. You can trust him to take care of the game and to win you the game. And I love. Alex Smith. I, I, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks. Um, I don't feel like he gets enough love because, um, you know, he's, he's obviously the comeback player of the year that, you know, thanks for coming, but he's, he's the comeback player of the year. Um, and the, the Washington team is not in that. They don't win that game without Alex Smith. Um, if you put Haskins in there, Haskins would have thrown an interception to lose that game. You know, um, you put anybody in there not named Alex Smith, and they lose that game. Um, 
No, yeah, and that's that's why I, I, I said I, I I'm glad it's your like for your best thing that you saw because it it is one of the best things I saw because like you mm-hmm. the the he he literally has a like a stump now for a leg that I don't think I yeah. would you know I you know I watched the documentary and I was like Alex just cut the thing off like like yeah like I don't know what you have to like you don't have to prove anything just cut like cut your no. leg off man like I mean he was mm-hmm. in a death sit like. It was life and death, that injury. And I had never, yeah. like, after watching that documentary, I'm like, man, you should have cut that. I would have cut that thing off. I've been like, nope. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, like, ain't worth it. Like, See like I mean, but, I'll, I'll but that's. Use crutches. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the reason, like, you said, I mean, when he came back and he's playing at an NFL level, it's incredible. It, it really yeah. is. I mean. Yeah. Uh I was so mad last when he got hurt when 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 he got hurt and I was so mad I was like I was mad at that franchise because I was like we traded you him that that that's 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 our quarterback you know from 2013 till 18 he was our quarterback and a lot of Chiefs fans kind of hate him because you know he he wasn't flashy. Um, I loved him because of his consistency, um, and we hadn't had that um, in a long time before him. And so we trade Alex to the Redskins like, hey, this is, you know, he's he'll help. And then they let my boy get hurt, and they let my boy get hurt like that. And I was furious with the, Red, with the, with the Washington football team. When that happened, because that it, it, he's such a great guy, and I wouldn't wish that kind of injury on anybody. No, and for him to come back from it, man, like that's just—it's love of the game. And I'm so happy that he's in the position that he's in, that he's winning, he's playing, and. I just that that's that's my quarterback, man. I love Alex. Um, I can't say a good enough good things about him. I hope he can take Washington to the playoffs, and you know, hope he can win that division because Lord knows it's still open. Um, with everybody just one in four games, but and I love Alex. Um, and I, I I just hope he keeps winning, and I hope he stays healthy. And he plays this game for as long as he wants because he freaking deserves it. So that's my like, and I love it. That's more than a like, man. It's a, I, that's my love for the week. Yeah. No, love it. Like I said, it, it's a great storyline. If I had to, have, you know, if the Steelers had to have lost a game, um, I'm glad it was against mm-hmm. them, you know, and I'm, you know, kind of, you know, it's also an NFC team, you know, so I mean, yeah. and, and plus, you know, I, I was. I don't want them chasing a undefeated season like that. Usually, the only mm-hmm. team that that's ever worked out for are the my seventy two Dolphins, and that's cool. Yeah, like, you can always have that. I'm fine with that. But usually, for everyone else, it doesn't work out. So, because you need to be reminded, is like week to week. You know, it's not a guaranteed. It's not guaranteed, and all those Steeler players need to be reminded. So I mean, but lose losing to Alex Smith. I mean, uh, yeah, it was. It's a great story because 
everything he went through, and then he beat the undefeated team um, in the Steelers. And so, yeah, I that it's a mm-hmm. great, great story um, and great, great yeah. for him, too. So, um, yep. But, yeah, um, really, like, a, um, the biggest matchups, just briefly, um, this week, uh, I've been talking about it all show long, is the Steelers-Bills game. To me, mm-hmm. um, especially this week, uh, for you know to see where everything's at. It, to me, it's the biggest game uh, for both teams. Um, you know, Chiefs Dolphins also is going to be interesting um, to just see where the Dolphins are at. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, and then you know, for me on the college football side, once again, kind of a slow week. Uh, Georgia Missouri actually may be a pretty interesting game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, it's, it's kind of sad that we won't have Ohio state Michigan game, uh, cause of COVID yeah. and that always will go back for me. Like it wouldn't have been much of a game though. Yeah. I, but I think, it, I think Ohio state needed a, a win on their record. Cause it goes back. Like I've been saying this whole year long about college football. It's like, like, how can they, how can yep. you outrank a team that, you know, like Texas A&M? You know, Texas A&M is mm. in this position where they're saying we played more games and we just lost to the number one team. Can you keep yeah. Texas A&M out? And I'd say no. I would put Texas A&M over Ohio State. Like, sorry yeah. you started late, but just because you're Ohio State, yeah, no, I, you know, and maybe, you know, people would be bad because they'd be like, well, they're an SEC. Well, still, though, you have a team that's played more um, and played more better competition yeah. and lost than the number one team. So anyways, Ohio state really needed to play that game, um, but they're not going to be able to, yep. I don't know if they'll be able to, I don't think they're going to reschedule it. They're just done. So, um, which cause mm-hmm. go ahead to my point was maybe they shouldn't have LSU Alabama shouldn't have played. Uh, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Iowa may be an interesting matchup. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I saw. Any other matchups that I've missed, Jamie? Um, I've got Colts Raiders. Um, I think that's a that's a good matchup. Um, the Raiders have kind of been struggling. Um, you know, last couple weeks, and so and a lot of people still feel they're a playoff team. So I feel like um the Colts and Raiders game because they're the Raider the Colts yeah. lose they're out Raiders are in Raiders lose Colts stay where they're at and so I think that's a for a playoff um potential that's a good matchup. Uh, and also, I like the Ravens Browns. Um, I feel like that's a, the, the Browns put it on uh, last Sunday, and so um, I really like to see where where if they can continue doing that against the the Ravens. Yeah, um, and Nick then back um, and the running game going, it's really yeah a huge difference yeah. And then I've got number seventeen North Carolina versus number ten Miami. Good uh, ACC matchup yeah. there. Um, and then I've got number nine, Georgia versus number 25, Mizzou, as my games to check yeah, out. Yeah, the so. North Carolina-Miami game is going to be a good one. Don't want to miss that one. That'll be a good yeah. game. Good game to tell where uh, Miami's at. Maybe if they can still, mm-hmm. you know, vouch for a playoff spot. <laughs> but I yeah. See if they, you know, but I don't know if anybody's going to I don't think Clemson. they're there. <laughs> um they're, so they're not there yet anyways that is episode 31 um as always uh love to hear from all of you uh let us know what you're seeing yes. 
uh, give us some feedback. So anyways, we hope you all have a good day, whether you're watching this on Facebook, YouTube, or hearing this on Spotify, wherever you're listening to. We've got a lot of spots this season for Pipkin and Turnbull. Catch us pretty much yes. anywhere. So no excuses. Yep. No excuses. So <laughs> anyways, we will see you guys next week.